from JMI Wealth, Andrew Kelleher. Good morning. Jobs seems to be lots of them, are there? What are the stats? What are the numbers? Here we go. So, so just just uh, a bit of context here, Mike. The RBNZ mandate um, in terms of monetary policy. It used to be just CPI inflation. Now it's a bit more complicated. But uh, employment and inflation are the key measures there. So sensitivity to what's going on in both of those kind of areas has increased. Uh, and actually, Mike, the interest rate market is, is pricing and moves in the official cash rate now a lot earlier than previously expected. So we're keeping an eye close on inflation. Now we're going to turn the same attention here to employment. We have a data series released by Stats New Zealand. It's relatively new. It's based on uh, data from the tax department. Now, they started using this, I think, if I recall rightly, last year in the wake of the COVID-19 economic interruption. It's called the Employment Indicators. So this is data for March. So seasonally adjusted filled jobs for May 21 compared to April 21 were up 0.4%, which doesn't seem like a lot. That's about 8,000 jobs. But if you extrapolate that over 12 months, it's actually a pretty healthy number now. But if we compare that number to May last year, if I look across the industry range, uh, we've got construction and then healthcare and social assistance. They're putting up social assistance. They're putting up the biggest numbers. You've got increases there of 16,000, 11,000 respectively. Hospitality, transport, recreational services still below pre-COVID levels. Now, there is a bit of concern over the breadth of the employment recovery. You know, are all groups bouncing back to the same degree? So if we look at those numbers last year for, compared to last year, the number of filled jobs for men has risen 1.2%, but for women, it's up 2.9%. We do have to temper that, though, as women were more greatly affected by the COVID economic interruption. So there's just a little bit of catch up there. Regionally, we've got a big percentage gain going on in Bay of Plenty. They're up 4.1% from last year. And big gain in the, the youngins, like the 15 to 19-year-old age group bracket as well. That's up 6.1%. Now, yesterday, I made a comment about the recovery from COVID versus expansion to above pre-COVID levels. Well, filled jobs are now 0.6% above pre-COVID levels. Um, we're, so, look, we are seeing a sharp rise in job as, to some degree, the data suggests these jobs are being filled. Excellent. Mm. Fonterra, the exit from China on the dark days continues. Yeah, so the saga of Fonterra involvement in China is now drawing to a close. It's not been a happy saga either, really, after uh, sort of numerous difficulties overseas, not just in China. Fonterra has now made the strategic decision to concentrate just on New Zealand milk, seeing the slow exit of a number of offshore ventures. Yesterday, they announced the sale of two joint venture farms in China. Earliest the year, they sold the wholly owned farming hubs. That was the big one, 550 million or so. All that remains now is an investment uh, and I think it's called the Hangu Farm. Now, I saw a figure yesterday, which I haven't fact-checked, but it, fact-checked, but it, I think it's probably pretty close that the full cost of that of the China uh, escapade probably a billion dollars over wow. the past decade. Now, I just want to talk about the Fonterra Shareholders Fund as well, Mike. Just quickly recap on this: early May, Fonterra announced a review of the um, way farmer capital is deployed. Now, as part of that. Uh, review, there was a temporary suspension of the transferability of shares between the farmers-only market for Fonterra shares and the NZX listed units. Those are the ones that you or I can buy and hold. And this is during this ongoing consultation with farmers about how that market looks in the future. Now, unfortunately, there's been a pretty significant material decline in the value of those shares. They're down about 21%. So you've seen this disconnect between the farmers-only market and NZX. And so farmers at the moment seen the value of their holdings decline very significantly. We've now had communications in the last couple of days from the manager of the shareholder units. We've seen communication from the 
chairman of of uh, Fonterra as well. So there might be a bit of feeling out there amongst yeah. the farmers, Mike, because these units have gone down a lot. It was Dow always Dow. coming, though. It was always coming. Now, what are the numbers? Okay, so the Dow Jones, uh, down about half a percent, actually, 34,266. Um, but unusually, the S&P 500 is actually up, so 4282. Uh, it's only up small, though. And the NASDAQ is up about 0.7%, 98,148. Uh, the FTSE 100 lost 63 points overnight, 7.072. The Nikkei down 18, 29048. Shanghai Composite barely moved, 3606. Also, no movement in the ASX 200, 7307. We lost 22 points. On the index 50, 12,603. On the currencies, uh, slightly weaker New Zealand dollar against the US, 0.7041. On the wholesale markets, 0.9309. Aussie, 0.5906 euro, 0.5072 pounds, 77.85 yen. Gold, $1,779.19. And Brent crude's actually come off, Mike. Good. Uh, $74.70 as we speak. You have a good day, mate. See you tomorrow. Andrew Kelleher, jmiwealth.co.nz.